President Trump says the World Health Organization has 30 days to make, quote, major substantive improvements if it wants to avoid the United States making the WHO funding freeze permanent. The president says his administration has completed an investigation, which shows the U.N. health body is responsible for making multiple failures in the early stages of the coronavirus outbreak. They gave us a lot of very bad advice, terrible advice. They were wrong so much, always on the side of China. When I did the ban, they thought it was inappropriate to do. I did a ban very early. If I didn't do that ban, you would have lost hundreds of thousands of more people in this country. And again, the United States pays them $450 million a year. China pays them $38 million a year. And they're a puppet of China. They're China-centric, to put it nicer, but they're a puppet of China. In a letter to the WHO Director General, President Trump said, quote, the only way forward for the World Health Organization is if it can actually demonstrate independence from China. Well, joining us to provide some insights on the China World Health Organization connection is retired Brigadier General Robert Spaulding. General Spaulding is author of the book Stealth War, How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept. He's a former China strategist for the Joint Chiefs of Staff and senior fellow at the Hudson Institute. General Spaulding, it's good to have you with us again. So please explain for us what missteps were discovered by the administration's investigation. Well, I think, you know, what the WHO talked about in mid-January was what they call minor, uh, potentially minor human-to-human -human transmission. Of course, we knew know that the Chinese Communist Party knew that there was human-to-human -human transmission. And in fact, you know, the, the WHO was aware of this, but nevertheless continued to tell the world that um, there was no danger from the coronavirus spreading. And this is at the same time that the Chinese Communist Party was encouraging uh, travel outside of Wuhan to international destinations, but not domestic destinations. So essentially the Chinese Communist Party caused the pandemic and because the World Health Organization didn't do their job, actually they were acting at the behest of the Chinese Communist Party. They actually aided and abetted the spread of the disease. Well, how is it that they, the China has so much influence on the WHO when the United States contributes nearly $900 million uh, in recent years it has to China, uh, and China, about uh, 10 times less that, only about 83 million. So why so much influence from China? Well, because the Chinese Communist Party actually does something called elite capture, and it's really about finding those individuals that have a, an ability to make decisions that benefit them and encouraging them, creating uh, relationships with them, many times, uh, oftentimes financial, that allows them to you know, gain some, uh, some kind of profit or benefit and the Chinese Communist Party get their allegiance with regard to the decisions they make. Now, we don't have evidence, direct evidence of this with regard to Tedros, but we do know he comes from Somalia. Of course, Somalia has gotten billions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. So inevitably, the World Health Organization, although it gets 10 times the amount from the United States, the leaders of the World Health Organization are, are certainly suspect. China's kicking back against those, of course, who are demanding an investigation. You know about Australia. They led the way in that. Now China's placing an 80% tariff on Australian barley imports. Here's Australian Agriculture Minister David Littleproud. 
We did in no way ask for confrontation. It was an investigation that we asked for. And I think the world last night accepted that view. This wasn't about persecution. This was about understanding of a pandemic that 300,000 souls lost their lives to. That is a responsible thing to do as a good global citizen. So hard consequences for Australian farmers and for those pushing for the truth to be revealed here. How should the world respond, General? Well, you know, what we were doing prior to coronavirus was slowly decoupling the two economies. You know, they, the Chinese Communist Party doesn't believe in free trade. They don't believe uh, in civil liberties. And so we were trying to protect the American businessmen uh, from, you know, the, the uncompetitive behavior of the Chinese Communist Party and their companies. That being said, you know, the coronavirus really demonstrates how dangerous that's been, you know, in terms of PPE, masks, uh, you know, uh, active ingredients for pharmaceuticals, antibiotics. So what's going to happen is we need to accelerate that decoupling and, and really begin to work together as democracies to reflow our trading relationships, reflow our finan financial relationships. And as we do, we'll be, we'll be able to protect the societies and the companies from uh, the predations of the Chinese Communist Party. And finally, I've got to ask you about China's actions around the globe. As many countries are still trying to save lives during the COVID-19 pandemic, our Asia correspondent, Lucille Toulousan, recently reported about the Chinese Navy threatening uh, Vietnam and Indonesia in the South China Sea. That comes at a time when the Chinese Communist Party is losing support around the world because of COVID-19. Its military is actively, aggressively, uh, even is acting aggressively, even with close flyovers of U.S. ships in the region. I'm assuming you think that's not really a way to win friends and influence people, is it? How should we respond? Well, the Chinese Communist Party built these four illegal islands in international waters. Uh, you know, the International Tribunal in The Hague basically ruled against them. They've ignored it. Their goal is basically to steal the resources of the countries in the region from their exclusive economic zones. Five trillion dollars in trade flows through those waterways. And the United States Navy is there to protect the, uh, the international waters. I think we're going to have to stand up collectively as democracies against this aggression. Um, I don't think that's going to lead to conflict, but we have to stand our ground and we can't let the Chinese just roll over and take international space away from the global commons. Okay, I'm sure more to come. Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, Senior Fellow at the Hudson Institute. Always appreciate your insight, sir. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me.